Welcome to the Keeping Pace podcast, the uh, first episode ever here, and going to be the first episode of the season talking about what we've seen so far. We are five games into this Indiana Pacers season post Paul George. Uh, we just saw him tonight on the second night of a back-to-back. The Pacers lost. The Pacers are at two and three so far, and I would say that they look a little bit better than we probably expected them to look like right out the gates and just based on our expectations coming into the season especially considering that Miles Turner has missed all but the very first game with a sore neck and a concussion and hopefully it's okay I'm not really too familiar with how the concussion protocol works and how long we should expect him to be out for based on that uh, he's been out a week I'm hoping that we'll see him in the next game for the Pacers but um yeah so it's looked better than expected definitely some huge holes in the team that you could see coming especially on the wing but uh we'll get into that um and we can just kind of go by position and the players at that position just you know talk about how they've looked so far and uh we can start at the point guard spot um that's been quite unremarkable pretty much what you would expect uh, I will say, though, that Darren Collison has looked pretty good in this offense. And if there was any question about whether this team was going to play faster this year, uh, you know, they've talked about playing fast all of these years. If there's any question about that, that question is answered. Uh, Darren Collison and Victor Oladipo have been running so much. They've just been, you know, every time the team gets a steal, they're just looking to run. And just even on the scored basket, they're just l- trying to get the ball up the court really quickly. And it's paid off well for the Pacers so far. It's been probably the strongest uh, weapon that the team has is just getting out in transition and scoring. Um, So Darren Carlson's looked good in that sense. Um, He's looked good offensively. He's uh, through four games. This isn't counting tonight. Um, He's at 56% shooting, uh, 33% from three. Hopefully that will go up small sample size. Um, He did have like 15 assists last night. So he's at 9.8 through three. Um, and tonight, you know, didn't look as good. He was 5 of 12. Uh, he did hit two out of his four three-pointers, and he only had three assists. But, um, you know, he hasn't looked good on defense. You expect that. Uh, Corey Joseph has looked really good on defense. Um, it's been uh, kind of a nice contrast to Collison at the point guard position. He's not as dynamic offensively. Through four games, he was only shooting 40%, and I don't think that's going to get any better tonight. <laughs> Look, yeah, he was one for six tonight. Not, not a great shooting night, um, not looking too great on offense, but he wa- he did hit a bunch of threes last night, and so right now he's at 75% through five games um, on his three-point shots, which is probably something that won't last. But, uh, you know, he has looked better on defense, and you know, it's just looked very solid and very in control when he's been out there and it seems like between Collison and Joseph they have very steady play at the point guard position at any time I mean those guys are not like worst case scenarios of starting to be better than anyone that's playing point guard for the Knicks right now that's for sure um so that's looked very solid and moving on to the shooting guard position Victor Oladipo has looked pretty good through uh five games he's been very up and down he just came out the gates blazing uh scored uh 21 points in the first half of his pacers career and looked really bad in the first half of the miami game came on in the second half with a nice whirlwind um and looked incredible against the timberwolves and also looked incredible against his former team oklahoma city tonight he had let's see 35 points 11 of 18 shooting Five of eight from three and eight of eight from the foul line. His uh, transition play has been awesome, 
and he, he's definitely trying to be a pesky defender as far as like individual defense not really looking that great he likes to gamble a lot and goes for steals um when he gets them it's awesome uh he because he can just start running down the court and kind of run outrun everyone um but he you know he ended up with five fouls uh tonight and i think he had three or four fouls in the first half alone of the very first game so that's something i mean we'll see how it goes it's been very up and down after the first three games i was like you know right before the end of that run against the heat i was kind of ready to be like oh god this is like what we're in for this is what we're on the hook for for 80 million dollars um but he has looked i mean uh, tonight's game like prolific scoring and it's good to see that he can do that and he's really the only guy the pacers have that uh, has that capability whatsoever <laughs> on the wing and uh you know defensively i you know it's just he's an undersized guy at the two and he can't guard threes like you can't put like a six four oladipo on like a six nine you know offensively talented uh small forward so it's you know it's good to see like that he could guard point guards but then also if he's getting attacked by these point guards and he's playing aggressively he might get into foul trouble kind of like he did tonight so defensively you know he's not necessarily a liability but i'm not sure he's really a positive he might just be average uh which is totally fine if he scores 35 points a night um you live with average defense for that we'll see how his three-point shot holds up you know he's been shooting it well and he shot eight threes tonight not all of them are like open catching threes either he did some nice pull up in transition or you know just would just stop and just throw it up um and you know before tonight we you know it's only going to get better with the five five of eight tonight he was shooting let's see from three shooting 38 percent so um yeah if he can keep shooting the three like this i think he's going to be a very valuable player just from that and what he can do in transition um you know he, he's an okay finisher he's not an awesome finisher around the rim uh he's definitely uh, i've definitely seen him you know just jump into a bunch of dudes and get blocked pretty frequently so far but also um he's the most dynamic scorer the pacers have so sometimes he's just gonna have to take shots like that because there isn't any better offense on the team um behind him is <laughs> i guess uh we would call lance stevenson the backup shooting guard and it has not gone well for lance so far <laughs> in this season with the pacers uh and it didn't get better today and pretty much every game has looked the same the first game he had a couple of nice plays but i don't even think the numbers really bore out and since then uh, it hasn't been good um he is shooting 26 percent from the field 15% from three and from the free throw line he is shooting 40% giving him an effective field goal percentage of 29% uh it's not good not good at all and uh he uh yeah it's it's been rough for Lance and this kind of goes back into what I've said about him for a long time now like I definitely think that he should be playing the point guard um I think there's no doubt about that I think that he is a point guard and I don't really see him being too effective in the NBA in any other circumstance. Um, and he, I think he has a higher ceiling of what he's capable of at that position than guys like Darren Collison and Corey Joseph. The you know issue with Lance is that he doesn't have the greatest decision-making, and that's been really, really, really well documented at this point. 
Um, so I don't really, it, you know, this kind of goes back into the summer. Like, why did we bring in both Collison and Joseph? And I think it maybe it was just like, let's get bodies in here kind of thing. And I think that's something that a lot of Pacers fans had pro- a problem with. It's like, why are we doing this if we're not really going to be a winning team anyways? But uh, we'll see how it pans out. It might be too early to, you know, write that um, down and as it is but really Lance should be playing point guard he's playing off ball and it's just bad he's just jack you know he's pulling up and jacking these mid-range jumpers it's really really bad um the best offense that he plays is going at the rim really hard attacking the rim he's a good passer he's actually a really 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 good passer and can run the pick and roll really well and we've seen that he's had some good chemistry with uh the guys so far the big guys um getting the, the ball to them in a good spot so that, you know they have a good look at the rim close to the rim and he can kick it out too he finds guys in the corner it's like he's a really good passer and he's a really athletic guy and if i'm nate i'm i'm saying hey man when you're in there what you're doing on offense is you're running the pick and roll you're running the pick and roll and you're either going to attack the basket um off of that and if you don't have a look at the layup you know pass it to the guy that's the role man that's open which is probably what you know you're going to want to see more often than not or you know only shoot if you have an open three like no more of this pull-up jumper stuff like that's even if they're just giving it to him like i think that's the thing like the defenses are giving it to him and he just thinks he needs to take it and that's not the case that's not (laughs) that that is never going to be the pacers best shot is a lance stevenson long two (laughs) so yeah they definitely uh have some issues there and i mean it's way too early maybe he'll turn it around and they'll figure out that he needs to be you know, being, you know, approaching the offensive end of the floor in a different way. Uh, if it doesn't, it's going to be hard to see him staying in the rotation. It's too early to make that decision now. But, uh, yeah, I just think that he needs minutes as a point guard, and it's hard when you have two other point guards on the team right now um, that are, you know, better than you and more consistent than you. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Um, <laughs> the bleakest spot, um, is small forward so far. Uh, there's really only one small forward that's been playing on the team and that's Boyan Bogdanovich and he has not been playing well at all. Um, he has had this redeeming little thing going on where he, at least through the, f- the first few games, he would just put the ball on the floor and go at the basket and he was doing well at just you know driving to the hoop and making some layups and stuff i think his his shooting percentage overall on the year is actually 58 percent. you know that's great the problem is his game is shooting threes and he is just not shooting threes and he looks like he's actually scared to shoot them he looks really 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 hesitant when the ball comes his way on these open looks i mean that's what this guy does he is a three-point shooter and it's funny when you look at his uh, career stats i believe he's like a 38 percent three-point shooter so it's kind of funny like he has this reputation as a three-point shooting guy like this guy that you would think would be shooting at least like 40 percent oh yeah he's not even that it's 36.8 percent for his career that's insane um (laughs) i don't really know why he's thought of as such a good shooter 36.8 is like good it's like slightly above average and you know it's good if you're taking a ton of them i guess that makes a little bit better but that's not amazing um anyways he has looked atrocious and he is not good on defense and he cannot guard uh people on the wing 
And that has been a huge problem for the Pacers, especially because they don't have another small forward on this team. So when he's sitting, um, it's either Oladipo or Lance Stevenson on the wing, and that's just not working out well at all. Or Damian Wilkins. Damian Wilkins actually is playing about eight and a half minutes a game, and, I mean, he's not really an NBA-level player. Uh, Not that he's looked particularly bad, but he just doesn't have any sort of athleticism or offense to bring to it. He's actually looked okay on defense, like solid, but, you know, he's not hes not someone you want to be giving minutes to. And that Glenn Robinson third injury is just really hurting the team badly right now. They just don't have any depth there, and they don't have any defense on the perimeter. And, I mean, Oladipo is not even really that great of a defender at the two either. So it's a problem for him. That's definitely an issue, and we'll see how it uh, progresses throughout the season because, you know, if – they're trying to win, which it seems like this team is built to win right now. That's why they have these guys in here. Um, you know, you really would need someone on the wing. Um, and I was actually kind of surprised that their name wasn't like associated with Richard Jefferson more just because like they literally just have this one small forward on their team. And I, I don't know if Richard Jefferson would have had any interest in coming to Indiana, but like, you know, I don't know. We'll see it. But it's looking really, really rough there so far. And I think that it's going to be hard for them to be a consistent uh, winning basketball team with that awful of play on the on the wing. Uh, maybe Boyan will snap out of it and start hitting his threes. And then it'll at least be mediocre. Um, but it's really, it's really hurting them right now. I was going to say bogging them down. And that would have been a really bad pun. Um, so uh, moving on to the power forward position, the big man rotation has looked pretty good um, so far. Just overall, it's definitely the strength of the team and the talent of the team is at the guard position and it is at the big man position. And, you know, I'm saying that power forward and center and not a ton of stretch without miles out there with miles. You got some, but um, so Thad Young has just looked so average, just very, very, very average in general, like very solid play. He had a really tough night with defensive assignments tonight um, because, you know, he's really the only guy out there that could guard um, both Carmelo Anthony and uh, Paul George. Um, he's really the only guy that's capable of doing that on this team. The only guy with like the athletic ability and the size, I guess maybe Damian Wilkins too, but obviously he's not playing a lot for them. So, yeah, that's a big one for him. Um, But he, you know, he's just fine. Like, he's been shooting threes, which is good. And I think he hit a bunch more tonight before coming into uh, this game. He was shooting 11% on threes. And I know he he had a better, yeah, he hit half of them. So that's actually going to be a really interesting thing for the Pacers offense, just to see what Thad is able to convert out on three for the year. Because they, if especially if Boyan's not, if he's not able to hit threes, then they badly need some three-point shooting. And it'll be interesting also with Miles Turner when he comes back just to see, like, is, you know, the three-point shooting thing going to actually happen this year? Uh, he shot three um, in the first game, and he hit one of them. So, I mean, we have no idea. Like, you know, it looks like a shot he can hit, and everyone's talked about it, and, like, that that's going to be the next step for him is adding that three-point shot. And if he can hit it at a high clip, it's going to help out a lot. And especially if one of him or Thad Young can start hitting it at an above average rate and really make that part of their offense, it's going to help the Pacers out big time on offense because right now the the spacing is just so cramped. I mean, 
you know, Darren Collison is an okay three-point shooter normally. Victor Oladipo has been shooting it really well. Um, and outside of that, that's really it in their starting lineup. Um, you know, it's like so far it's been Sabonis, Bogdanovich, and Thad Young, and those guys are not shooting the three very well at all, and you're not really getting anything off the bench either outside of TJ Leaf, who is actually <laughs> probably the best uh, bench three-point shooter um, so far. I mean, Corey Joseph is statistically through uh, five games, but I don't, you know, I don't think that's going to hold up for him so yeah so we can move on to tj leaf um who is nominally the backup power forward and he has looked really really good actually just based on expectations and for him being a rookie especially um you know you kind of expect rookies to not do as well on the defensive end and he hasn't that's definitely been his big weakness but he's looked very offensively skilled and it looks like his offense has a real uh, shot at translating to the NBA level, especially if he can hit threes on a regular basis. Um, but it's cool. Like, you really see how his offense um, looks. It's basically, you know, doing a pick and roll, popping out, shooting threes, or just generally standing behind the perimeter, uh, getting an open look, having someone run out to close out on him. And he, if he has the time to shoot the three, he can just hit it. Um, and if someone closes out too hard on him for him to actually shoot it, he actually has the ability to put the ball on the floor and go to the basket and make a layup. And he actually has good touch around the rim. He's got really long arms. He can just kind of put his arms up around the rim if he gets good position and just lightly, you know, roll it into the basket and make a nice soft layup. Uh, very soft touch. Um, so we'll see. I mean, he didn't look good tonight. He was 1 of 4 um, and 0 of 1 from 3. But um just generally speaking he has looked really good through the first four games he was shooting 56 percent from the field hit half of his threes and averaging two a game and i think he scored 17 points down the stretch uh um against the heat so he definitely has a little bit of an incandescent quality to him where he can just light up and start scoring a lot of points if he has a good you know if he's hitting his shots and he's got a good matchup where he can like you know really stretch out the bigs um on the opposing side you know on defense he hasn't looked good at all but i you know he does look like he's trying at least and i think that's a really big thing it doesn't look like the effort's not there and you know the timing and the athleticism is a little bit tricky the thing about leaf and it, it will be curious to see um or i will be curious to see if they start using him at the center because to me that's really his natural nba position but he doesn't really have the strength I mean, he's 20, so he could get there. But he has a really slender frame. Doesn't look like he's necessarily strong enough to, you know, bang with Steven Adams. Like, Steven Adams would probably destroy him <laughs> at this point. But he's also definitely not athletic enough to guard Carmelo Anthony at the four. Um, and a lot of people aren't, but that's something you have to do sometimes, you know, as you're a power forward in today's NBA. You have to deal with these, like, athletic scoring types that will play on the perimeter and can go inside and all that, so... You know, that's going to be, you know, that's going to be the question for him. It looks like offensively he can get it done and we'll see what he turns into. It's also been, you know, early on. So we'll see if he can keep hitting those threes, but it's looked good and he hit him in the preseason and he hit him in college. So I have a feeling the shooting is going to hold up. We'll see if everything else does. And that'll be a big question mark. But so far, I think Pacers fans have to feel great about him, especially uh, you know, where he was drafted at and just how, you know, little true young talent there is on this team outside of Miles Turner. 
So, um, yeah, moving on to the center position, Miles Turner, as we said, um, he has only played one game so far. He looked great in the one game. Um, he scored 24 points, I believe, and had 14 rebounds and a good amount of blocks. I thought he looked really timid playing defense uh, out the gate, but um, he got better at it, and he ended up finishing the game with four blocks. In the first half against the Nets, it looked like he was just scared to, like, jump up and block shots, and... He just wasn't putting his arms up, and it seemed like the Nets were getting whatever they wanted at the rim, and obviously the Nets scored a ton. That was a very high-scoring game. It was 140 to 130, but um, he looked great overall, and, you know, if he puts up that stat line, if this was what he ended up with, no, he had 21 points, not 24 points, but 14 rebounds, um, and yeah, then we'll see. Uh, he did well on the pick-and-pop and hit one out of three of his threes, as we said earlier, so we'll see hopefully this concussion thing isn't a big deal i'm a little bit worried about him just because it seemed like they actually just said he was going to miss the game with a sore neck then like the next game the second game they played against the blazers and then it came out that he had concussion and it was a little bit weird hopefully it's no big deal um because he's definitely the best player on the team and the offense is really struggling right now without having him out there just both and and the defense the defense is struggling too um, Sabonis is not nearly as good um, as Miles Turner. <laughs> that's uh, that's about the best I, way I could sum that up. Um, but moving on to Sabonis, he has looked all right. Um, he is, uh, he definitely looks like an NBA center to me. And it's kind of crazy to think that Oklahoma City last year that they played him almost exclusively starting at the power forward position. Um, and I didn't really watch too much of that team and um, when he was really playing a lot for him and starting. And what I heard is that he was kind of playing as a stretch four for them. They're talking about how he's hitting threes and stuff. And then he stopped hitting threes and then he stopped being as valuable for them. Um, and it's crazy. That's definitely not what we've seen out of him so far. He hasn't really taken too many jump shots. He's taken a couple and I think he's hit a couple, but uh, mostly he's just been playing as a big center, like a big, strong center down low with like uh you know he has these post moves and does like a lot of like pump fakes and like little swim moves he's actually it does this thing where he'll be like under the basket and kind of do like a weird standing reverse layup around the basket um a lot but he's looked pretty good i mean he's a solid backup center um he's rebounding the ball pretty well he has nine and a half rebounds per game in 26 minutes a game uh through four and i'm sure he did well there again tonight um let's see yeah he had 11 rebounds so you know he's doing well he got into foul trouble tonight and he has been getting into foul trouble and that's something you kind of expect from a young big man again um but that's you know he's gonna have to not do that eventually to be an effective player um that's you know he's just it's been bad and it's really been hard for the Pacers so far you know having him getting the foul trouble because they're already down one center and that means a lot of al jefferson time um so but overall like he you know he does look like he could be a solid defender we'll see he hasn't looked awful but he could he might not be a good defender long term he's not really a shot blocker from what i can see but he is strong and um you know he he's he was getting you know abused by Steven Adams at points for sure um well it looked like tonight he had the roughest time and maybe that was because it's his old team and they know what his weaknesses are because they played with him all last year and he's still young so we'll see how that goes but um I think Pacers fans are pretty you know I think he looks like a guy that can just be a solid 
center and a solid rotational guy and that might be all you need really um and like is i think that's a, a success kind of out of the trade considering how bad people feel about it right now the two trade guys it's way early but if if they can maintain this then you don't feel too bad about it considering the circumstances but we'll see long term um and yeah al jefferson has been playing a lot because of miles turner's injury and he's looked better than i would have thought but i still you know i don't want to see him playing on the team too much i don't think that's going to be good for the pacers i mean his that's it, all offense and no defense he's just in it, it i can't even blame al right now i mean he's just not physically capable of moving around fast enough to play good defense like that's just not something he can do uh, he's shooting 70 percent from the field and you know he's been taking a lot of shots too i mean he's been averaging 16 minutes a game and shooting over six shots a game so he's um been someone they're looking for on offense for sure uh, but it's just so hard i mean you know he can't play any defense and if he's not scoring which he didn't tonight he was two f- uh no he was a uh, one of four um did hit three uh free throws but uh yeah if he's not if he's not really scoring 10 points a game it's just that's pretty much he's giving up more for sure and they don't have any rim protection out there um when he's out there and it's just it's just hard um some people have been saying they want to see ek Bogu play some more and i mean we'll see he looks like he's very very green i think if things go really badly in this season um you know quickly we might start seeing um him he might play and you might see some other guys play but right now it's going to be really interesting to see how first of all how the team looks when miles turner comes back because uh they looked great against the wolves and the wolves didn't have a good defense and they looked great against the nets and the nets didn't have a good defense and they didn't look great against oklahoma city and oklahoma city has a really good defense and you could see that was really the biggest difference um the teams have been playing good defense on these guys um They've been the ones that, you know, the Pacers have just gotten smoked um, when that's been happening. And, you know, Oladipo has looked like an incandescent score, but, like, outside of that, like, we'll see what Miles Turner is capable of. Is, like, can he lift their defense up? Because it's just been really, really bad for the most part, um, especially with guys getting in foul trouble. Um, they're doing relatively well with turnovers. They turned the ball over a lot tonight. Um, they had 19 turnovers, but it, averaging a lot less than that at like 12. So uh, they've done pretty well so far, as you would expect with just having steady point guard play and, and ball handlers on the team. Um, you know, Depot is a, a steady ball handler. Um, so you're not really going to see um, too much sloppiness from the point of attack. And so a lot of people, Zach Lowe floated this in his preseason column, the possibility of Collison and Bogdanovich getting traded. Um, You know, they need Bogdanovich in the sense that they need someone to play small forward. They don't need Collison, but Collison has kind of fueled the up-tempo success of the offense. So we'll see. They just don't have any young talent at point guard or small forward right now and they don't have any depth on the wing if this team somehow is able to continue to overachieve um and maybe be in the playoff hunt by the time playoffs come around which is definitely possible 
I mean, you could definitely see this happening if Miles Turner comes back and he plays really well. Um, and Victor Oladipo is able to keep this up. Um, you can see him beating bad teams and just outrunning these guys. I mean, they have had some crazy um, offensive outbursts. So, you know, they could do that. Will be will they try to go get some wing help and or are they going to try to get young talent using these contracts and would they use one of these younger guys as maybe a sweetener to get someone that has a little bit more upside like a more highly regarded prospect um, at point guard or at the wing and kind of like what um, what Zach Lowe proposed like okay you need some some wing help and he was talking about Justice Winslow trade kind of separately of the Pacers but saying that. He thinks that the Pacers would be a really good fit for them in the sense of you could trade Bogdanovich and you could trade um, you could trade Collison and you could get the Pacers to swallow Waiters contract and then you get Justice Winslow who you know is at a low value relative to where people had him so maybe you still think that he could be like a really good uh, small forward of the future and you get young talent there um, and that's an interesting trade I don't know exactly how I'd feel about that just because Winslow does look unproven so far and we haven't really seen him play that well for too long and waiters contract um I don't have it off the top of my head but I know he got paid this summer and I know that if you know you take him on like the biggest thing that the Pacers have right now is they don't really have back contracts because they're gonna have so much cap space uh this summer and going forward and a lot of people aren't gonna have that so his contract right now is four years, fifty-two million. So that's a uh, pretty hefty. I'm gonna try to see how much that is a year. Sorry, I'm bad at math. It's thirteen million dollars a year. That's a pretty hefty contract, and he's been obviously a uh, divisive player. <laughs> he's looked a lot better in Miami, but I think there's a good chance that he would not look as great in Indiana, especially without that system and you know not really having a ton of talent there. And also, like he's gonna have to come off the bench. Um, because he's a, he isn't really a small forward. Um, I mean, they could use any depth they get right now, but he's obviously not going to play ahead of Oladipo. So, you know, that's an interesting trade. It'll be interesting to see what other young wings come available. Um, you know, Glenn Robinson III is going to be out until like March or April, and then he's an unrestricted free agent. So going forward, you don't really have any young talent at that position. And going forward, you don't really have any young talent at the point guard position. I mean, both of these guys could not be on the team next year. Um, speaking, Collison and uh, Joseph. Now, um, Joseph has a player option. Collison's contract is unguaranteed, so you might want to move off of him for some reason. Um, so, yeah, and uh, these are not long-term solutions uh, uh, as far as your starting point guard going into the future. So, you know, people have brought them up for the Eric Bledsoe conversation because of this. And I think that makes sense because there isn't, um, you know, a s steady fixture right now at point guard and not someone that's like under contract or whatever. Um, so I, I don't know how I feel about that though. He's 27 years old. Um, he's on a pretty good contract. I think he makes 15 million for the next two seasons or something in that ballpark. So it's not so like he would be worth that, I think. But, um, you know, it's is he going to want to stay here afterwards? And then he's going to be 27, 28. So it's like, is he going to be great on his next contract? And are you willing to give up much just to have him for two years? Are you really going to be that good in the next two years anyways? Um, that's, you know, that's going to be the big thing, especially because if you do give up some stuff to go get 
Eric Bledsoe, who's who's on the wing now, you know, like you still are super, super thin there. And are you really going to be able to win and be competitive if you don't have talent, period, on the wing? And also you don't have a young talent. You don't have a built in pieces that are going to be with you for a while. So it's going to be interesting to see how they approach that if they're shopping to get some talent at, at either of those spots in the midseason because they have these contracts that can be assets and we'll see how serious they are about winning too how much they're really going to want to like chase victories and maybe sneak into the playoffs and do all that um so we'll see how that goes um small sample size obviously five games four of them without miles turner um there are some pretty clear conclusions we can make that they're thin on the wing that they're solid at point guard that uh victor oladipo is an intense dude um and that uh they definitely miss miles turner so we'll see how it all develops and um maybe they'll move lance over to point guard who knows but uh just one quick note too on the coaching still not looking very great it's not like there's a ton of errors or system things where you're like oh nate like why are you doing this and his hands kind of tied with the rotations right now um it's hard to really look at the players he's playing and saying that he should be doing anything different just because he doesn't really have a lot of options the one thing you can definitely criticize him for though is the defense the defense is still not good and he doesn't have the worst defensive talent available to him we'll see if it looks better when miles turner comes back it's not fair to evaluate the defense without him out there because he's such a huge part of what they're going to be doing but so far it hasn't looked very good and there's all these weird switches he did you know start to move Thad Young onto different guys tonight that he needed to be on and it was good to see that that needs to be happening more but overall it's hard to see any really you know good strategic moves on defense or on offense for that matter the offensives look good and kudos for him for getting them out and running and playing to that strength because they need to do that for sure so i think he does he deserves credit for that but i don't like it, the defense doesn't look good there's not any special plan we'll, we'll see i i'm not he he's not awful but it doesn't look like he's going to be this guy that's going to really get this team to be like a winning team. Maybe he's just a transition dude. Maybe that's it, and he's just going to teach these guys how to play in the NBA, and that's going to be his role here. And when they're ready to be a good team, he's going to get fired or his contract won't be renewed, and they'll try to bring in someone that's actually going to want the job um, that's talented. And maybe that's the best way to go about it. Who knows? But, um, yeah, we'll see where they go from here we'll see if they trade these guys we'll see if uh miles turner coming back makes all the difference but uh we'll keep you posted <laughs>